and welcome to Post Credit Conversation, the podcast that believes a film is only as good as the discussion it inspires. I feel like that should flow better. I'm going to work our tagline a little bit later. My name is Kale Prindle. And I am Slade Lane. Hello, Fantastic. everyone. Yeah. Thanks Thank for joining for us today. Back. Yeah. For our second <laughs> official movie conversation. Uh, this week, we have chosen, slash Slade has chosen... Our movie to discuss, so I'm going to throw it right over to him to explain what we're talking about. Possibly why we're talking about it. Perfect. I feel it it fell right in line with our conversation on Almost Famous as to why did you chew this? Chew this? Choose this, because I was wondering about that movie, so I'm like, I gotta beat him in the crazy, and I'm going to choose something out of left field. So... This week, <clears throat> we watched GoldenEye, 007, 1995, the first Piers Brosnan entry into the series of films. And by far the best Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> you know, His other ones. looking at the next three, I'm just like, this really is the best one. I mean, I don't even uh, think it's close. I- <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I hear the next one, uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, actually holds up. But we'll see. That's you know, a, there is one of them, and I think it's Tomorrow Never Dies. Another rabbit hole. There's one of them that I want to revisit only because I remember that the scheme of it, which sounded stupid to me at the time but seems very relevant now, is a media corporation wanting to kind of take yeah. over the world. I'm like, that sounds interesting now, but I wouldn't That's have cared at all when it came out. Well, Critics are saying that one actually, in retrospect, uh, is actually really good. Well, I'll have and to does go. have Michelle Yao in and it. She's awesome. Of Crouching Tiger fame. So, yeah. Anyway, but that, we, we didn't chose watch that one. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> we didn't. We're just maybe gonna watch it on our own, not on this podcast. So, uh, GoldenEye came out in 1995. Uh, when I was four years old, I have vivid memories of this movie being on in our living room. Uh, and seeing snippets of it. So, like, there's these small images of that movie that would pop into my head when I was younger uh, that were only propelled by the game that came out in 1997, two years after the fact. Uh, a game for the Nintendo 64, GoldenEye 007. Which is amazing. Uh, it's a great game. And uh, some friends over at uh, New Game Plus Podcast played it last week. That might have had a reason of why I chose it as well, because I played a bunch of it last week, uh, and the game is great, and I'm like, maybe it's time to revisit this movie, since it doesn't pop up number one on the Google search. Like, So what's going on with this movie? What What's the deal? Like, I'm really deconstructing the Bond series with this one, because it's it's put forth as one of the most critically acclaimed Bond movies of, of all 30. Uh, When you look at the, when you look at the Ron Tomatoes score, it is up there. That's interesting. It is up there. I was trying to think of that while we were watching it because I don't know. Pierce Brosnan was the first Bond I ever saw. So like, as far as he's concerned, I'm like, yeah, Pierce Brosnan is great. I was, and to be clear up front, I'm not a huge Bond fan. I have probably seen less than half of all Bond movies ever made. So I am not coming in here with all of the background and nostalgia and all that stuff. Like, I've seen maybe two Sean Connerys. 
I've seen one Timothy Dalton. I don't even know if I saw all. Is it wow. four from Pierce Brosnan? Four. I feel like I probably only saw two or three of those. And I think I've only seen two of the Daniel Craig. So I'm very spotty in my Bond. Wow. I know. Wow. I'm very spotty. So I'm not. This is yeah, interesting. I'm not a super fan. I went down the by rabbit By any hole. stretch. So, <laughs> um, but I, yeah. I was thinking while I was watching this last night. Wondering where it fit in because the one thing about Pierce Brosnan, as I understood it, is that a lot of diehard Bond fans don't really love him. That he wasn't a great Bond for yeah. a lot of people. So I just assumed then that Goldeneye was actually quite a ways down just because it was Brosnan. Mm. But if it's rated higher, cool. Yeah. I can maybe see why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, again, that. That's what's so interesting to me about this movie, uh, video game aside, because some history, again, learn y'all Here something right now. So GoldenEye comes out in 1995. Timothy Dalton was the last Bond. Six mm-hmm. years before that is when A View to Kill or License to Kill came out in 1989. So the series, as it has done many times, kind of faltered off, and so it got rebooted with Pierce Brosnan now as James Bond, uh, ended much better than the last James Bond movie. So you have him coming in and kind of revitalizing the series in the mid-90s. And uh, until Daniel Craig, like some of the reviews state, you know, this is a warmer Bond, he's more personal, things like that, which is really interesting because, uh, was it Glenn... Glenn Campbell? Martin Campbell, sorry. Martin Campbell, the director, is the same director who does my favorite Bond movie, Casino Royale, which is a very interesting thing. Like, both kind of reboots for this series and both really vastly different, I think. Like, they accomplish some of the same things, supposedly, but when you go back and you watch Goldeneye... It's not like uh, Casino Royale in tone and everything else. But it is very much a classic Bond movie before Pierce Brosnan and maybe what most people think of when they think Pierce Brosnan Bond kind of went right. really down. Not ve- not very Bondy. Well, so, yeah, that's the thing. I remember um, when Daniel Craig took over and, I mean, it did feel different. He looked different. That's a big part of it, which we could talk mm-hmm. about some of that, too. Like yeah. he looked different, he's bigger, he's bulkier, and everyone's like, Daniel Craig is huge and yeah. awesome. But also, he, what is it? Casino Royale that opens with like a massive parkour scene. Partially, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like there's a parkour scene, and he's like smashes uh, through the drywall and, start- and chases after a guy at one point. <laughs> I, I think yeah, I'm pretty think sure it's in Casino. Royale. I know it's one of the Bond, one of the Craig Bonds, but but yeah. Aside from yeah, that, yeah. I remember again Pierce Brosnan often being talked about. Like he was one of the of the Bonds that brought action more to the franchise and made it more than just a spy movie that's going to be more of an action movie. But again, I haven't watched a lot of Bond movies, so I don't don't know. Well, uh, I think that's a good kind of element to jump in on Goldeneye, and and since uh, I have a bit more experience maybe in the Bond genre, apparently, oh goodness, uh, (laughs) is it really does. It brings a lot more of this action, because I remember when I grew up, watching you know bits of golden eye playing the game like i counted 
James Bond as a superhero yeah. in my pantheon of fictional characters. I'm like, well, you you got this guy who does magic, this guy, and then there's James Bond. He's a superhero because of that action element. Right. You know, like he has guns and he shoots things, which is upon very, it was a disappointment to go back and watch old Bonds and be like, he's just kind of walking around. He shot like two people in this movie. What What's going on? Right. But when you watch Goldeneye, it's a weird blending of what makes modern Bond and classic Bond. I agree, yeah. At, like, like, in how it's filmed, it's very much a classic Bond movie, but then it has the action elements. Like, the moments where he grabs the KF-7 Soviet, uh, if that is the real title of the gun, it is in the game, uh, <laughs> is so numerous. It's so numerous throughout where he has that automatic weapon and just mowing people but down. But I never saw him which dual not... wield with a clob and I'm annoyed about that. <laughs> I know and that is one of the weaker points. Right. Half star down <laughs> obviously out the gate but you know there was all this action going on in the movie but it's still filmed in a very classic Bond way like all the action is very um practical effects yes where whereas a uh, criticism of later brosnan works is like this isn't spy movie anymore right. like you, you got some real craziness happening by his last movie so yeah, yeah well i guess before we go too much further i don't know if we need to do this because i don't even know if i can do it <laughs> what, what would you do for a synopsis of this film Oh, I'll give the All right, synopsis. you do that because I was so, as I was watching I'll it try. last night, I was thinking, I don't know. I mean, I could give the very basics, like why is there peril? That I can figure out, sort of. But yeah. to actually track where some of the plot goes in this movie, I'm like, this is convoluted. But anyway, I'm interested. It is convoluted. Your synopsis and of the film, is... in case people have gotten this far and they're just like, I don't know, I've never heard of. <laughs> what what is Goldeneye? Uh, so Goldeneye uh, is named after basically the device that the villains use to uh, take over the world for basic purposes. So we have James Bond. Uh, it opens with him in Russia with his comrade 006, Tr Alec Trevelin, uh, they go through some things. They come across a General Ormov uh, blowing up these tanks in Russia because it's Cold War era, and that's what Bond does. And so, anyway, 006 gets captured, shot. Bond's like, okay, whatever, blows the tanks, escapes very comically uh, from the facility, and then we are thrust into nine years later. The Cold War has ended and Bond is on assignment looking for uh, this golden eye, which is basically a satellite that shoots an EMP and disrupts everything and blows things up. And it has been stolen by this old General Ormov who used to be uh, involved with James Bond and trying to dupe him. Later in the film, we learn that Alec Trevlin is still alive. James Bond's... Uh, comrade in arms so to speak 006 and, and he's leading this group called Yanis and he's behind stealing the golden eye and he's going to use it to attack London because uh, 
he is a Leonese Cossack who was betrayed by the British government. And so he harbors this resentment towards Britain that has failed him. And so there is this personal side to James Bond that isn't so much explored in movies up to that point of he has a a comrade in arms, a term I've now used three times, uh, that he is trying to figure out why are you doing this? And then ultimately he ends up killing him because he's loyal to Britain and decides fate of the world is more important than this relationship and you've gone evil. And that's how it ends in Cuba. <laughs> it's convoluted. It it, you did, you a did a really good job there uh, because it, it's that whole betrayal, you know, thing with, yeah, it's a betrayal I think movie. that's the hardest part for when Ultimately, I was trying to track it because they, they have this whole thing about stealing the golden eye and doing all this stuff and, and just targeting Britain. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm with it. But like, the motivation being like, oh, well, these guys were Germans originally that Britain was going to use to help defeat Russia, but then the British turned on the Germans, and now the Germans are mad about it, and Trevelyan is one of the descendants of some of those Germans, so his whole thing is, I'm going to get you, Britain. And I was like, yeah. ah, I need a history lesson on that, because they kind of just go through it, and they use, I don't even remember the term, you used it, and I'm just like, that seems like a, how did anyone just keep up with that when it came out in theaters? But whatever. Yeah. That's enough yeah. of that. We can move on to other discussion points, but good we can, job. We we did. I would not have been Woo. able to. Uh, it was difficult. That's a Again, hard one. all not in the game. And it's. <laughs> it makes much more sense playing the game in story mode, to be quite well, honest. Because all you need it's for a easier game is to like, follow. Do these objectives. And you're like, okay. Do these objectives. It doesn't matter and why. There's, there's not a lot of dialogue to follow. Right, right, right. That's <laughs> so how it works. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So. It's pretty good. So, yeah. Um, so you, you're not as familiar with Bond, which Correct. is very inter- interesting to me. Uh, but how do you feel about Piers Brosnan as a Bond? And I guess there might be a disadvantage in that question of like, I don't know. I don't really care. Right. Well, about I don't Bond, compare but... him to hardly anyone. So, I mean, yeah, when I was watching last night, I was having a pretty good time. Um, the opening section where you have, Bond and Trevelyan and they're working together um I could watch a whole movie of these guys like that would be almost a prequel that I would enjoy because when they meet up and they're quipping back and forth and it's actually really fun like they're different enough um and how they work and how they talk and when they were just like running around planting their little bombs and stuff and the way they were talking with each other I'm like this is fun and they had a pretty good connection that I enjoyed the rest of it I think is fun I remember this movie being one uh, one of the first times, and it's probably our parents who said it, <clears throat> where they would be frustrated or annoyed, like middle of action sequence, and then Bond like fixes his hair or something and moves on. And I remember this being one mm-hmm. of those first movies where it was pointed out to me and made a big deal of, man, these action movies are so weird because the the hero never looks beat up and never looks bad and, and whatever else, which I would sort of disagree. He looks a little beat up sometimes. He mostly just looks really sweaty. Um, I noticed, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like it's to keep his hair slick. Yeah. So. He's just slicking back the sweat. Um, <laughs> but I, I still enjoyed it. I think that his, um, the tone of his performance is pretty fun. I think that 
his action sequences are mostly pretty good. The there's one in particular I love yeah. the tank sequence when he's driving around in a tank. I think it's so much fun. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the rest of it, whenever he's got one of his machine guns and he's shooting, he always looks like he doesn't quite know what he's doing. Like he's holding <laughs> it so far away from his body as he's pulling the trigger. And it's just like, yeah, it's yeah. just like, I will hold this three feet in front of me, like full arm's length. Like, dude, you got to keep that close. Whatever. So yeah. I don't fully yeah. buy him as like an action star, but I don't know that I needed to because... There's enough, yeah. the opening sequence, again, he's mostly sneaking around, and I'm like, cool, I'm with this. And he only goes to, like, big machine guns when he feels like he has to, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, that being said, he makes weird choices while he sneaks. Opening sequence, <laughs> he's in the ventilations that lead into a bathroom. He could have just waited there until there was someone not in the stall directly below him, but he makes a choice early in this movie well he has a russian pooping right below him he's like i guess i'll go go now i'll go now so he goes into the stall while this russian is pooping and reading his paper and then yeah does a yeah. weird little bond quip sorry forgot to knock punches yep. the guy which means that guy's gonna wake up pretty soon probably and chase weird weird spy moment i know mm -hmm. it's a movie but <laughs> it's like as, yeah it's no, just no, one of those it, moments where i'm like it, I mean, there's a little bit later when he meets up with 006. He's like, you're running late. And he's like, sorry, I had to stop to use the bathroom. We're like, so maybe that's why he dropped down. He's like, oh, he's going to be waiting for me. I'll drop now, but then wait for the guy to see me, and then I'll punch him. Um, so he's sneaking around. Yeah. Very strange. Uh, but I, I like him. I like him as Bond. I think he's fine. Um, again, I don't yeah. have a real loyalty to any of them. Um, yeah. You know, like I said, I've seen maybe only two Sean Connery Bonds, so I'm not like he was yeah. the best, and and you know Roger Moore, who I always forget about. I love Roger Moore. He might be my favorite Bond, to be quite I've honest. Probably, but anyway, I've I'd have to look at the list of movies. So I've probably more. only seen one or two of his, so I don't have a lot of opinions mm -hmm. on this. Um, but I think he does fine. Yeah. Overall. Um, so. Yeah. No. I. I mean. He has a presence, and again, like, growing up, he's the first Bond I encounter as well. So it's just like, that is James Bond. Uh, and really, looking back, comparing, and again, it's going... That's why this is also an interesting movie, and why I chose it. Is like, it is a series that spans longer than any other kind of movie series that we have today. When you think of the Star Wars and the Marvels right. and things, it's, <clears> like, <throat> it's like this forgotten child of, like, and there is, like, a lot of James Bond movies. Yeah, there uh, are. You know, and it just spans all these actors, and everyone has an opinion or less of an opinion on who's a good Bond. Because uh, there's the diehard Sean Connery fans, and yeah. there's a few Roger Moore people, and it's like, there's the one guy in the one movie who's only in that movie. Lazenby, um, <laughs> which I, I, I've heard recently some people are really making a push, like, you guys got to give him more of a chance, because he's pretty good in that one. I'm like, again... I haven't seen and it. I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But <laughs> but yeah, so there there is a thing and Brosnan has a real bond energy to him and, and to be able to make that quips. And I used to be in the camp of like, I don't want him to make quips. I want him to be hard, and that's why I really liked uh Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's not funny and the moment the new ones kind of got him a bit more 
innuendo lines and stuff. I was just like, I don't want to watch this anymore. But like, I get it. You have a huge history of just like, this is the character. Yes. Um, he is. He is quippy. Quippy. Yeah. He, he's, he's that guy that we all hate, but want to be. What? <laughs> on some, on I don't, some I don't know if I want to be him, but that, that might take us a different no direction. No one wants to be him. Um, anyway. <laughs> well, I'll say this about him as a Bond, and, and, and this would probably go more to the director than him. There, was, there were a few things that I saw that I'm like, oh, this is a big deal. Um, hmm. There's one moment in this movie where I'm like, oh, this is the beginning of Jason Bourne. And it's this quick moment early on. I love it. He gets on the, the little yacht that that one dude died on after being squeezed yeah. to death. Um, <laughs> and it's yes. a weird sequence because we watch him sneak around this boat for a long time. And we don't need to. It, it could have been faster. But he turns around yeah. and there's <laughs> a guy who works on the boat. And Bond grabs a towel, whips him in the face, grabs this weird hook thing like that's on a stick with the towel flips the guy down the stairs i'm like this was jason Bourne. this is when Bourne yeah. was born i guarantee it because it was such a yeah cool like i'm just gonna use what's around me pop this guy in the face grab him with the towel and throw him down the stairs i'm like that was a cool very fast little action sequence and i think they yeah. pull, and it's the only thing like it in the whole movie because everything else is just like 90s gun oh. violence which is pretty generic <laughs> yeah yeah sparks go everywhere and people just fall over run, run, run. Uh, <laughs> yeah only blood you see is after they're already dead um yeah but i thought that was really cool and again that's where i enjoyed the tank sequence for the action because that one is yeah. fun bloodless entertainment and one of the only times they actually play the james bond theme in the entire movie yes which I was yeah. happy with because for um, the most part, the music in this movie sucked. It was bad. It really did. <laughs> it was really bad. That was a major standout as as I was watching it this time. Is I was just like, okay, I'm I'm ready to hear the James Bond theme song, and it starts off very strange because there's no pre thing to him walking and okay. doing this classic so, yeah. sequence <laughs> it starts with it and this the theme is terrible it's not yeah, even the, the main theme, theme at the beginning this, like, this is where the game kind of wrecks it what for happened the game i had a yeah. i have a pacing it's music is phenomenal well, and i have a pacing in my mind for how quickly or slowly he walks into the middle of the screen before uh -huh. he shoots he walks on way faster in the movie oh, yeah. and yeah it's not the bond theme oh. as we know it when he walks on I'm like what the heck is this and so you don't get it until the tank sequence. And then it's awesome. Because then it's like, ba -da, ba -da. I'm like, this is fun. But some of yeah. the other places, when he's driving down the Audubon or whatever, and he's like racing uh, yeah. Zinnia. And <laughs> Which is a very classic Bond sequence from all right. the other sequence old movies. Sequence is fine. It's just straight out the of the book. The music is awful. Because all these like, <laughs> yeah. and it just goes on. I'm like, yeah. this is bad. It's... This is so bad. Yeah. It's, it's, it is. <laughs> like, it's just this movie that is trapped between old Bond and new. Like, yeah. we're going to be really action heavy. But then it's like, yeah, but we got like 20 other movies where we yeah, did Yeah, so I don't know. I was... <laughs> and like, and so it's this weird movie, but it, it works for me. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. I guess. It's... I was not, I was not. And then like. 
Whenever it would do... I don't love it, but... Yeah. Like, when it would do actually orchestral stuff, it's like, well, this is better, but it wasn't great. And the, yeah, wasn't again, much. the Bond theme was pretty much only there, like, one time, and, and it's the best sequence yeah. of the movie, I think, um, just because it's yeah. so much fun. And, you know, so it many is. silly things that you could nitpick. Like, when he goes into the tank, and you can tell he can see perfectly well, but the whole time he drives yeah. the tank, he pops his head out the top, and I'm like, it's such a silly thing, but it's also like... <laughs> Why would he do this? Like, oh, I'm going to crash. Okay, I'll go inside where I can still see perfectly well. <laughs> he crashes through yeah. something, pops Also his head doesn't back up. shut the hatch and debris is falling. Right. But whatever. It's, so, it's the only so thing bizarre. I can think of. Like, um, bricks got But him it's in fun. Head. And it, it, it almost made me want to have like just a, be- a behind the scenes of that whole sequence. Because they're whipping yeah. that tank around all over the place. Well, yeah. And I'm like, it's probably just, you know, it's probably a regular car with just a tank on the outside or whatever. But it looks so cool. Yeah. Um, and it was really but, fun. Yeah. It is very believable, too, that he is, like, driving through St. Petersburg, like, with how the sets are done. And that's a appreciation I do have for the movie because nothing's CGI'd really. Yeah. And it's just like, this looks kind of like a real tank and i had that thought as well and it does have that bond thing of you know the statues on top of the tank and it crashes and falls on people and it's just kind of that good spy movie james bond well and also just like when Uh, he sees a great sequence the courtyard full of tanks and you're like i mean that'll probably but the way they brought the tank in they didn't like (laughs) swing it around a corner it's just like there goes the car oh, and no. just smashing Boom. through the wall. And you're like, ah, this is going to be fun. And it was. It was so fun. Yes, and it, it was. the sets thing, I was having the same, a similar thought, which is sad because I was thinking, I shouldn't care this much, but this is just how much movies have changed. Like, there were so many moments like, this is on a set, and I can tell it's on a set. And I kind of love yeah. that it's on a set. Like, you know, whether it's like the weird yeah. garden, like the statue park area or like yes. even when they crash in the jungle and you're like you can tell this is just like a 50 by 50 square of jungle that they just built for this one shot but i'm like but i still love yeah. it that kind of stuff yeah. i like about older movies before they're like oh patch it all in with all the cgi well yeah um yeah it's a quality i like it's fun a lot um i mean there's so much else we could talk about, probably. Um, are there anything that stood out to you that you were dying to be like, what? boy, was what there. were you thinking? Oh, man, go, go right. on. Okay, well, well, actually, I got one, I got one because okay. it might be the only real rabbit hole. There was a 90s Bond thing, maybe, in this movie that puzzled me and bothered me might be the only thing that really bothered bothered me okay and that was how some people died you alluded to it earlier on the boat is xena on a top which classic <laughs> bond name played Not by as gene gray by the way i love that this movie has yeah. gene gray oh, yeah. and nightcrawler you have two x-men in this yes. movie and i love it okay the way mm-hmm. she dies is that what you're talking about well or the way she kills well, the people. way she both because she dies the same way she kills people which makes no sense whatsoever it's like ah! it's just like she's squeezing his eyes i've had my side squeeze you've had your side squeeze we've both taken martial arts like you're not gonna die right from it i don't think i mean it's just a very silly weird thing for a movie that's 
trying to be taken a bit more seriously. Not much more seriously, Not much but more. a bit more okay, seriously. So yeah. Not much more. Let's talk a little so bit about Xenia then. weird and funny, and I don't know if I like it or not. What do you I think? mean, when I watched I was waiting for that scene. Okay, so when this movie came out, <laughs> I was 12. I don't know how, like, when I actually saw it, but this had to have been a weird movie because I would have definitely seen it before the yeah. video game came out. So I probably would have seen this movie when I was 13. What a weird time to be introduced to a character like Xenia on a top. Um, someone who's just like orgasmically moaning as she shoots and murders everybody. Um, God. So yeah. I was I was anticipating like I am very, very curious how I'm going to see this character uh, watching it now. All right. So first, when she kills that first guy on the boat. <laughs> I realized, you know, when I was 13, and I'm like, this is one of the hottest things. Like, women, she's great. Just for whatever. Uh, nope. That is a terrible scene. <laughs> the way she's, like, yep. clawing at his chest hair. And it's just like, this is not good. This is, like, nope. so not sexy. And I'm glad he's into it. But no, this is dumb and terrible. And it doesn't get a whole lot better when she tries to do the same thing with Bond later on, which I know is supposed to be more of a foreplay slash fight scene in like the steam room. But it's like those are those oh, do God. not age well. They seem so dumb and so terrible. As far as actually yeah. killing someone by squeezing so hard, like watching it now, and you can see clearly no one's squeezing anyone. So <laughs> it's like that's no. the other thing <laughs> in the steam room fight. They don't hide it no. at all. She's supposed to be locked happening. around Bond, and he's like, <laughs> but it's like you know, I don't know. It's it was it was very dumb. The way she died, I'll, I I'm fine with the way she died because it's the mid '90s and it's a PG-13 movie. I think you jump that forward. If that scene was done in a 2020 James Bond, they would have done something similar of her being like yanked up by a helicopter. It's like, well, we want her to be squeezed to death, like. It could have been so much more graphic and gross, believable, but would have completely changed mm -hmm. the tone of everything. And uh, yeah. so I'm okay with the way she died. But yeah, the way she suffocates people with her legs um, while whatever. Um, no, it's it's very silly. However, I will say this about her. Yes. As a character, I think there's a fun thing happening because it's they make such a big deal about the way she is like getting off on all of the violence and part of me is like that's such a weird thing yeah. to do but this movie if if nothing else it it does it does a few critiques i think of james bond and of violent action movies yeah. in general it undercuts all of them but we'll talk about that in a minute um but you have a woman who as she shoots people she's mm -hmm. like getting off on it basically and then a little bit later yeah. you have uh natalia telling bond like oh you boys with toys and all of this stuff which is great because mm -hmm. it's weird that xenia is almost a stand-in for most men watching this movie who are also yeah. kind of getting off on the violence but it's it's relegated yeah. to her and not the men so like when the men are violent it's like they're very cool about it they're james bond they're like i'm gonna adjust my yeah. tie and move on but when she is violent then it's like arousing to her but it's like it's like that's also kind of what's happening for the men, right? That's kind of what this movie's supposed to be doing for the yeah. men. So I thought that was interesting, combining that with boys with toys and kind of poking it. This movie does it a few times, kind of saying like, 
I mean, Natalia says it later on the island in one of the most weird, tonally mismatched scenes in the movie when they're on the beach. And she's like, do you think I'm supposed to be impressed that you're going to go in and you're going to shoot, that you're going to kill? But then the movie undercuts itself. It's like, well, yeah, apparently you are because your connection to Bond makes no sense in this movie. And again, I know James Bond has never been about creating a realistic relationship with Bond or any of the women. But this movie, I think, does it exceptionally poorly. Yeah. Really bad. I would agree with because that. Because they meet in a helicopter. Um, <laughs> they don't talk until they're really in an interrogation room. She doesn't know his name at all. That same day, like minutes later, they bust out of this interrogation room. She's taken yeah. and put on a train, same day. He blows up the train with a <laughs> tank. He Same day. Huh? Same, same day, day, still the same day. He's on the train with her, <laughs> tells Yurimov, shoot her. I don't care. She means nothing to me. And then five minutes later. And that's what starts the it's relationship. It's so dumb. Like, I know it's Bond. Uh. <laughs> I know it's Bond. But yeah. she's mad at him for most of that single day they've known each other. And then mm-hmm. she, like, the shift is so clunky, too. She just looks at him and changes her whole face and just like, are there any other procedures that I need to know about? And then they're off. And it's like, what the heck you guys? Yeah. It's, uh, it's dumb. It's, it's I, don't, I don't, it's, it's a very, it's very bond, which is pretty clunky. Yeah. I will say. Uh, and again, thinking of, you know, the director and not, it's hard to put anything on a director with a bond movie. Right. They inherit the is, franchise. Is what I've, is what I've, come to know in my much wikipedia of the movie in recent days uh just to see that it's a lot of the same people who write every bond movie yeah for like 20 30 years like it's just the same people um and you know they are based off books uh <clears throat> or up until recently we're all based off books and it's a strange thing because, you know, like to change some of that clunkiness, you can't really put on Glenn Campbell or say like, whoa, and then he really nailed it in Casino Royale. It's just like, no, it's just all the same material. Yeah. In some sense. Yeah. Um, where as other directors, you could be like, whoa, he really evolved or she really evolved. And it's just like, yeah, not so much. It just, this was what they dealt. So, yeah. And that's kind of, I guess, one of my bigger points from this. Um, and probably one of the last things that I have on my mind is this movie tries to make some changes, but it doesn't commit to making changes. And that's one of the weird things about it. So there's other legacy stuff, which is frustrating. Like Judy Dench is in as M, which they point to several times in the movie. It's not like Bond. Mm -hmm. Bonds get replaced all the time and they don't say a word about it. There's like, yep, hey, mm-hmm. Bond, hey, Bond. And now it's like, oh, I hear there's a new M. I heard it's a lady. And it's like they're like making a big, bigger deal yeah. that it's a new M and whatever. Even though it's a new, yeah, whatever. They, they replace people all the yeah. time. So, but this is where it's weird because they do a few moments that are kind of like a feminist critique of Bond. Yes. And then they totally don't go with any of it they like bring it up i guess to say hey we all know this right too bad we're not gonna change it and then they change nothing we're yeah yeah well i mean it, it's interesting on the m part of that because like that is one of the very uh, big uh Judy critiques awesome. of it and and you love it and 
it's because I knew it was her first thing as M after the same guy who did it for you know thirty the whole years. Time, yeah. So like, so like I kind of get you know making a pretty big deal of it. And, and they do the like, same thing hey, with uh, when they bring John Cleese in later to replace Q. Yeah. And they don't even call oh, him Q. Gosh. They call him R. You know, they change it up because they don't want to make yeah. people mad. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But they change out Bonds well, all the time. It, so what's the point? They they. <laughs> Sorry, that's like a different irritation. It's okay. It is. It is. Well, with Judy Dench, it's funny because she is only in it for what two, two scenes? Maybe she's in, or just one. It's, it's two. Yeah. And, They're like and, in the control and, and room, the first... and then in her office. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and in her office, I mean, she makes a thing that many people have commented on. She just calls Bond everything he is that everyone's known for. And decades. it's amazing, because and it's really good. She's like, you don't like me. You think that I only care about the numbers and I don't trust your instincts. And she's like, fine, here's what I think about you. And she calls him, and I love this, a sexist, misogynist dinosaur. A yes. relic of the Cold War era. And I, when I watched, I would have never picked that up when I was like 12 or 13 and whenever I saw it. Those words yeah. didn't mean anything to me except for dinosaur. And I'm like, he's not... Dinosaurs are cooler. Um, <laughs> but I think that this, I don't know. Ultimately, this becomes a point of frustration for me because the whoever wrote it and directed it said, we want to make sure we point this out, that we're yeah. going to put in an older, mature woman as M who's going to say, Bond, you're kind of awful. That's what I think of you. You were supposed to get a psych yeah. eval? And you seduced the person, which again, makes no sense. She's terrified. She hates everything he's doing. But he's like, nope. but I have alcohol. She's like, all right, let's bone. And so <laughs> it makes no sense. But what's cool about Judy Dench is because it's Judy Dench, probably she comes and she's like, yeah, your boyish charm doesn't work on me. I'm not interested in you. You're a problem. Now, she still cares. She's like, I hope you come back alive. Yeah. She's not like callous and cold. But that's when it's irritating because then for the rest of the movie... Because I think that happens with Natalia as well. Like, she doesn't, she's irritated. Yeah. She calls it like, oh, you men, you boys with toys. Like, you're, uh, and then, which supposed to be, I guess, an important scene later when they're on the beach. Like, oh, so now he's your enemy and you're just going to kill him. You think I'm impressed? But she is impressed, apparently, because he grabs her, forcefully kisses her, like old Hollywood style. And then she's like, yeah, I'm yep. into this. Let's go bone. And they do. So it's like, make yep. up your mind, movie. Like, I'm annoyed that you're kind yeah. of doing this, well, but you won't commit to it. And it drove me crazy. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. And as it should. And I think that's a, another reason why this movie is just so interesting. And see, I'm glad you watched yeah. it because you picked up on uh, other points that maybe I didn't or articulated them better. Because it, when you watch, I mean, all the bonds that come after, I think they explore that a lot more and it kind of starts here with right. this movie. This is the movie that gets Judy Dench. This is the one where it's just like, all right, we're going to write it. But let's not yeah, upset they don't, because yeah, they don't push it far <laughs> and they Ooh. don't commit. They don't commit in 1995, uh, but who did? And yeah. <laughs> you know, but then you have other ones, especially more recent bonds where a Judy Dench plays a much bigger role. Yes. Uh, you know, um, thinking particularly of like Skyfall, uh, 
that came out and and even more of the Pierce Brosnan one she plays a more prominent role in that relationship and also looking at James Bond and how he treats women when you get to Casino Royale it's like okay there is a actual heroine love interest instead of the Bond girl right you know uh, because there's so much of this movie history that's just it has its own language for everything. It's like, this is the Bond girl. This is the ridiculous psychic villain. This yeah. is the ridiculous villain. And there's so much box checking for every right. thing that goes into it. Um, where and, and with this movie, interesting in the history is just like, this is where the books end, basically. Yeah. Because... Up until that point, they had exhausted the 12, 13, 14 novels, and it became, we're going to name it after stuff, but they're wholly new scripts. And it it's interesting to see a, a very slow progression, very frustratingly so, slow progression with that, that still maintains, well, this is James Bond, but pushing it in a more uh, cognizant direction. Um, you know, and now it would be know. interesting to go and watch the other Brosnan ones. And be like, do how well do you? I'd be interested. To yeah. How well do you keep playing on that theme? Because it wants to. Yeah. It you feel like it wants to, but it also it subverts itself every single time. Like again, the scene yeah. on the beach when Natalia is like coming up to him. First of all, most awkward shot in the world. It's like here is her crotch. Everyone get <laughs> yeah. You good? Yeah. Okay. Now we'll go back to Bond's well, face. It's like. <laughs> What was that? That was so weird. And then, like, yeah. all of her, you know, the scene before, they've been driving th- across Cuba, and she's laughing and having a good time. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, she's very concerned for him. You're going to kill him. Why? Oh. Uh, yeah. But again, it's what keeps you alone. Fine. He's a tortured yeah. man, but not really, but we want him to be. But also, even in the next scene, like, when they're in bed together, she's like, did you really mean it when I said, when you said I was nothing? And he's like, Yeah. Always call yeah. their bluff. I'm like, well, even if you had always call their bluff, like that's, I believe that you that she means nothing to you. And maybe again, that's the point. But the movie continually keeps rewarding Bond for being yeah. a bad person, well, which I know is yeah. a very, it's it's, it's the thing. It's anti Bond, and that's why it's but so that's frustrating. Why it's interesting. Yeah, it's like I would, yeah. I don't know what would have happened, especially in '95. Who knows? You know, I can only think of it now in terms of 2020. Like. This is frustrating to me. Now, if they had gone full force with it, I'm sure people would have been more upset. It might have even killed the franchise because you would have had like yeah. all the well, guys. Because, I mean, in the last couple of years, they thought, does James Bond even have to be played by a man? Can you do a female Bond? Yeah. And there are some people who lose their ever-loving minds. Can you minds. do a black Bond? Yeah. I mean, that that is like, the thing. People yeah. have been freaking out well, every time it's... you adjust it. So it's like <laughs> people got mad at Ryan Johnson for not even changing a whole lot. In yeah. the Last Jedi, well, well, people, who knows what they would have done for Bond. people? Were mad that Daniel Craig became yeah. Bond. Like that is that is the thin line, and it's very interesting. Again, for a series that has existed for so long and has every weird thing about <laughs> it, just like any other franchise, where it's just like, and there it is. There's the Bond theme. There's the Bond girl. You know, yeah. like uh, is is how well these movies do because I mean with Goldeneye again you see a trend and it's more of a movie trend 
within the last like 20 years of just how much money they have made. And it's interesting to see the direction as it goes to a more self-aware, okay, we're going to start slowly critiquing this character and how much more money they make. Because this movie made standard movie returns it's like okay we made a little over 300 million all all pierce brosnan movies make over a little over 300 million dollars and then casino royale hits you know mid 2000s and it starts gaining up into like okay 600 million sky falls about 800 million to a billion dollars in the last couple bonds that's kind of a hollywood trend of like you don't make a movie unless it makes a billion dollars and so it's like, okay, how much of that is on quality of art? And because it's starting to reflect its audience better, um, I don't know. Maybe it starts at GoldenEye or a little bit later, or maybe there were some setbacks, probably a lot. I mean, they had Halle Berry in one of yeah. Pierce Brosnan's. I mean, <laughs> so... Yeah, and I'm sure... I, I, uh, I almost wonder, now I'm like critiquing my critiques a little bit. I wonder if I would be more forgiving of this movie if I were more of a Bond fan knowing where yeah. it goes and, and, and recognizing this is the beginning of a trend where it starts to explore itself a little bit more. As a single movie that I yeah. just saw, um, <laughs> and seeing how Bonds don't mm. typically, you know, they don't share, it's not a continuing story, it's like they're episodic. As a yeah. single movie, not just because, I mean, there's a few other like little plot things I could pick at, but they're not even worth bringing up, really. But yeah. this was one where it's like, it was so clear that they wanted to put it in and then also, whether they felt constrained by the audience and, and the fans, or they really weren't sure what they do with it, I would have. Would I have preferred it? I don't know. I think of Caddyshack again, which I hate, and how that movie is like so awful for so many things related to women and sex and all of that. And does Goldeneye somehow redeem yeah. itself a little bit by at least saying, "Look, we know." But we're, do- but I don't know. Yeah. When you say we know, but we're doing it anyways. Like I don't know if that's better or worse. Well, <laughs> I really yeah. don't. I don't know. I mean, I mean, if we're going by AA, I guess the first step is always acceptance, uh, right? But like I can, I don't other know. issues. Like I can accept a, a movie like oh. Super Bad for using a lot of homophobic jokes, primarily because I know the year it came out and the social conversation was not at a point where we were really saying, "Hey, we shouldn't use homophobic slurs." In our movies or in anything else. So I can give Superbad kind of a pass because it was still in there. But I, I don't give the 80s a pass for its misogyny. And yeah, I don't know if definitely. I'm giving this one a pass because it even knew it was. No. And it called itself that. Yeah. I don't know. That's where I'm at. Yeah. That's that's where I'm leaving it. It's a weird it's a weird thing. Yeah. I think I think that's a good place to, to end. I, I guess where we have to end now is where where does it rate? I mean, because I mean, I think you get a real uh, a good place to go with this movie because you are just basing it on just the single this movie as a movie, yep. and I'm saying here of like I know my favorite Bond movie, and I've seen a lot of Bond movies, and I plan to watch them many more <laughs> times, and and all that as I'm thinking of doing it, watching another one tonight, maybe the next Pierce Brosnan one. I don't all know right. where where does this fall in a rating? Here we go for you because it has a lot that it seems you it like did. but it also has it has fodder for it, thought well it for, does so as well, that's why so. it's on the podcast all right so um okay so letterboxed 
out of five stars. I feel like this movie starts off really strong. I think it's really fun at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I like the opening sequence on the dam, even though, side note, they start by going down on a dam where there's no snow outside and they end up on a mountaintop fly it makes that's those are the little nitpicky things uh but i was having so much fun i'm like i don't care these characters are fun the action yeah. sequences are fun i'm a little confused on the plot it does get a little slow in the middle but i feel like once they reveal really everything after the tank sequence i guess i feel like this movie just starts to fall to pieces and i think it does it fairly quickly because there's a lot of things that don't make a ton of sense or if it does it takes a ton of explanation or like okay well they just didn't pull that off as 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 well as they wanted i feel like the back half of this movie is just not as good um so for me i'm running at a two and a half out of five wow i know okay i I figured you wouldn't be too happy about that (laughs) You know, either you haven't checked my letterbox. I, I've been avoiding it because I knew we'd be recording this. Wow. Wow, nice. Uh, because I have it on there. And I, I agree, the, the first part of the movie is much stronger. And, I mean, <clears throat> when you have a strong beginning to a movie, it's hard to maintain it for two hours and nine minutes. This movie is um, definitely longer than it needed to be. <laughs> It, it is <laughs> going to cut and, 15 minutes out. And probably. it's, it's, it's a spy movie. And even as a spy movie with a lot of action, it, it needs a lot more and it's not as inventive. The, the plot is definitely convoluted as I try and recall it, which I always did for this podcast. Cause I did not care otherwise. Um, and, and, and to bring up the game, I feel the same way about the game is like the first half of the 64 game is really yeah. fun. That's what I play over and over and over. And it's the back half a when it gets really hard and B it gets less interesting to me. It, and not that that's completely connected to the movie, but um, I love Pierce Brosnan's bond. I think this is his bond, his defining bond role, and it's a good one. I'm like, hey, if this is the only one you're going to be defined by, it, this should be it because you had some some real garbage. On a top, haha, it's not as good as Pussy Galore, but you do what you can. And Natalia's great. Sean Bean is in it. He's That's fantastic. Pretty, He's pretty great. That is fantastic. So, and it boy, does... does he get real rapey on that train. It's so uncomfortable. Woo! It is. So that is bad. some classic '90s rape vibes. Oh, that's gross. that's like Judgment Day, Ugh, licking her. Um, so oh, good. Anyway, I I put this movie at two and a half stars as well. We agree. We agree. <laughs> I put it at two and a half because you know I I I think the last time I watched this was about ten years ago while I was uh, overseas in Spain and we were watching a bunch of the Bond movies together, me and a group of friends. And I, and again, it has this nostalgia factor, but I don't play it like once every year like I do the, the video game. Right. And, you know, it, it, it just doesn't require that high level of love. But it is important, and I, I would come back to it more than a lot of the 30 other movies fair enough um but but 
you know, that just means they're going to be rated much lower. Right. <laughs> so. Well, fantastic. Much, much I was not expecting yeah. that. We were going through them like, man, if he calls this I, a, a four well, star. But I whatever. Might, we agreed. I, I'm no, just going to. No. I'm going to bask in this rare moment of agreement and be like, good for us. I mean. It's between two and a half and three. I, I've been th- I could be persuaded up knocking to three. it. I could be persuaded to three. If it yeah, didn't I might knock it up all to three of this later, other but... stuff, like if it didn't have such a weird mixed message, I think it could have gone three. But that just irritated me to no end. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, that is our conversation on Goldeneye. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, join us next time as we watch a movie that is currently on Netflix. Okay. What is it? I don't know. Starring two Academy Award nominees oh from gosh. this year. Like, they are currently nominated for Oscars. Hold on. Hold on. Both of them? Both of them. This is tough. It is tough. And Keep going. I, I, I need more details. I can't I'm just going to tell you because I don't do want to drag this out. We're going to watch the movie Her. Oh, shit. I've never <laughs> seen it. Honestly, I've... Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> so did you see my no review idea. on joker is this but is this torture it might be we'll no. find out i'm just like I, I, seen, I mean at the end of the decade people are like this is one of the better movies okay. of the decade i'm like we'll see joaquin phoenix and uh uh scarlett johansson both nominated for oscars okay. for this year we'll see how they did back in whatever year this came out never seen it i'm curious <laughs> i'm sure it will have a lot of things to talk about i i hope so i hope so too <laughs> Okay. It's it's always a danger when you just choose a movie you've never seen. I'm like, uh, hope, hope. it's it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. If you've All seen right. my review of Joker, you know this is gonna be tough for me. The last Walking Phoenix movie I had, I did not jive well with. Yeah. How do you like that one being nominated as a for a potential best film? Oh gosh, I'm so angry about it. <laughs> we can't get into it because I have very seen it. happy. I know. <laughs> And I want you to see it now. Uh, one of these days. Agree with me. One of these days we'll, we'll have our conversation. But for yeah. now, everybody, thank you so much for right. joining us, uh, for hanging out as we talked about Goldeneye. Um, and join us next time as we discuss her. So right. farewell, good people. Keep up the talk as you walk. Before you walk. Before you walk. I out. messed it up. Before you walk. Out of the theater. Smooth as butter on that one. All right. Goodbye, oh, yeah. everybody. Bye.